The Church Fellowship of Shi'ar Jeshub Christian Tabernacle in Madison, Connecticut welcomes you to this edition of Shi'ar Jeshub. Today, we will begin the next sermon in the Heavenly Authority series. So let's join Bible teacher and author of the award-winning book, The Nature and Power of Prayer, Pastor Greg Scalzo. In the Heavenly Authority study, we've been looking at the office, the ministry, the service of the prophet, as well as the gift of prophecy. Today, we'll uh, take some time to look at some more New Testament examples. In Acts chapter 11, if you remember at this point, Paul and Barnabas are at the church in Antioch. In verse 25, then Barnabas departed for Tarsus to seek Saul. And when he had found him, he brought him to Antioch, the church in Antioch. So it was that for a whole year, they assembled with the church and taught a great many people. And the disciples were first called Christians at Antioch. And then you read verse 27. And in these days, prophets, prophets came from Jerusalem to Antioch. Then one of them named Agabus stood up and showed by the Spirit that there was going to be a great famine throughout all the world, which also happened in the days of Claudius Caesar. Then the disciples, each according to his ability, determined to send relief to the brethren dwelling in Judea. This they also did, and sent it to the elders by the hands of Barnabas and Saul. So prophets, plural, from the Jerusalem church, and this one prophet, Agabus, it says, by the Spirit, he stood up and showed by the Spirit. So prophecy coming through the Spirit. He predicts, he foretells a very near future event, a prophecy concerning a near future event. It's a caution so that the believers would be prepared. And Luke tells us, as others do, Josephus and other writers, uh, that the prophecy was fulfilled in the days of Claudius Caesar, who reigned around 41 to 44 AD, and the famine got its worse around 45 AD, a severe famine. You think back to Joseph's interpretation of the dreams of Pharaoh, how there would be the uh, seven years of plenty followed by seven years of severe, terrible famine that would wipe out the memory of the years of plenty, and how with Joseph's wisdom then, they were able to save many people. He, he says to his brothers uh, in Genesis 50, chapter 50, verse 20, but as for you, speaking of Joseph's brothers, but as for you, you meant evil against me, but God meant it for good in order to bring it about as it is this day to save many people alive. That interpretation of Pharaoh's dream resulted in salvation many people kept alive. Here in the New Testament, the prophets come up from Jerusalem, Agabus stands up 
and he warns them of the severe famine that would come very, very soon. And obviously the believers could prepare themselves and there would be salvation because of it. And this is one of the functions of prophets and prophecies, to warn, to caution, to let the people know what's coming. It's not the entire function of the prophet, but it's one of the functions. And more than that, not just to prepare for themselves, right? It says that then the disciples, each according to his ability, determined to send relief to the brethren dwelling in Judea. Too often in Pentecostal churches today, we desire the gifts of the Spirit to edify ourselves, to help ourselves, and God does want to help us. God wants to edify us. God does not want us to be overtaken by the severe famine. But the gifts are not just for that, but that we may also be able then to help others, especially other believers. Not a selfish application of the gifts, because when bad times come, those who are just getting by, remember the church at Jerusalem, the saints are under great pressure there. They're under poverty. And when a disaster happens, when something befalls on a large scale, this was going to touch the whole civilized world there, those who are just getting by who are on the edge of existence are hit the hardest. They take it the hardest. And they need relief, they need aid, they need service. And this caution brought by the prophets did not just prepare the saints at Antioch who are in a better place than the saints in Jerusalem, but it wakes them up to send help each according to their ability. That's always the way the Bible has it, according to what you can do. You can't do more than you can do, but you shouldn't do less. And according to what they can do, they send this aid down to the brethren, relief. The word there that you see relief in some of your translations will say help, aid, service, is diakonia, diakonia, the same word we get ministry from, minister or service from. This is their ministry. This is their service, each according to his ability. And this, what they do here, is a model of Christian giving that has been repeated over and over again across the centuries by caring believers, helping those in need and giving testimony to the love of Christ. In 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 and verse 4, But you, brethren, are not in darkness, so that this day should overtake you as a thief. And he's speaking about the great day of the last day, destructions that are coming upon the world. You are all sons of light and sons of the day, we are not of night nor of darkness. And down in verse 9, For God did not appoint us to wrath, but to obtain salvation through our Lord, our Lord Jesus Christ. You are not in darkness, that the day should overtake you. Why? Because we're in light. We have revelation through the Holy Spirit. A time of darkness was coming upon the Roman Empire, it did not overtake the saints in Antioch. They were prepared because they are in the light. They have the light of the Holy Spirit. 
They have the gifts of prophecy. These prophets from Judea, from Jerusalem, come up and tell them before it's going to happen that they might be prepared. And the point is that clearly prophets are a critical part of the New Testament church. God uses them here, right? How? To caution his people about a near event that would affect them and they needed to know it, to be set for it, for themselves and for their ministry to others. Well, do we need that today as the church in Antioch needed it then? Of course, right? Some will say, well, we have the Bible, so the gift of prophecy and the office of the prophet, they've passed away. But then that logic does not understand the love of God and the concern for his people to reveal to them before it happens what will come about. And certainly the scriptures have many prophecies about actual last day events and the global scale to prepare the people in the last days. And I believe we're approaching the last days. So we do have preparation from the scripture to show us things we can expect. And it's amazing to see how uh, what the Bible says is being fulfilled on the news right before us. But we also need individual guidance. We need church guidance for specific events, for that near future event as was happening here at the time of Agabus. Warnings, cautions, alerts, you know, impending danger, alert. Like on you know the news channels, they'll say a news alert. Well, they get a news alert here by Agabus before it happens. Impending danger is coming. And that was the role of the prophets in the Old Testament, too, to warn the people about what was going to happen. Short term. This has always been a role of the prophets. And that office of the prophet, that part of it is certainly needed today as it was needed back then. And it did not pass away. It was meant to continue in the church. But when there's no faith and when you're taught, well, this office has passed away, there is no gift of prophecy for today. If there's no faith, there's no one there to be open to receive what God has. And if you take away prophecy and you take away the office of the prophet from the church, you take away those alerts, those warnings that were so important here in Acts chapter 11. And we've said that the prophet does not only speak about what will come, but speaks about the message of God. Many times we'll review the past, we'll convict of sin now. But speaking about the future is part of the office of the prophet. A matter of fact, uh, the fulfillment of an event that's foretold is a test in the scriptures of the prophet's genuineness. In Deuteronomy chapter 18, the same uh, section where we read about the prophet, speaking about Jesus. Moses has information about false prophets and how you test a prophet. Uh, in verse uh, 20, But the prophet who presumes to speak a word in my name, which I have not commanded him to speak, or who speaks in the name of other gods, that prophet shall die. And if you say in your heart, 
how shall we know the word which the Lord has not spoken? When a prophet speaks in the name of the Lord, if the thing does not happen or come to pass, that is the thing which the Lord has not spoken, the prophet has spoken it presumptuously, you shall not, you shall not be afraid of him. Now here Agabus speaks a word, it happens, it's a fulfillment of what he said, and so clearly, and he's speaking in the name of the Lord, not in some name of some foreign God, clearly the gift he has comes from the Lord. You can rehear this message, as well as hundreds of other radio Bible teachings, on our website at shiarjashub.org. That's S-H-E-A-R hyphen J-A-S-H-U-B dot O-R-G. You'll also find information about our church and Pastor Greg Scalzo, including a link to information about his award-winning book, The Nature and Power of Prayer. You will also find on the website a special offer from the church for an audio CD set on Christian marriage. And we just started a new outreach. With the churches closed because of the coronavirus, Pastor Greg and Associate Pastor Francis David Scalzo have been live streaming their Sunday messages at 10.30 a.m. on the new Shi'ar Jeshub Christian Tabernacle YouTube channel. You can search for the channel on YouTube or you can use the link we have placed on the shiarjashub.org homepage. Join Pastor Greg Scalzo next time for Shiar Jashub.